Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online Podcast on Thursday, July the 2nd. It's been confirmed today all children will be expected to go back to school in September and parents will be fined if they don't. The Education Secretary has been explaining how it'll all work. Classes or year groups could be made to bubble and avoid contact with others. Older children will be asked to observe social distancing and there could be staggered starts to lessons and break times. Gavin Williamson also promised there'll be little change to the curriculum with arts and sports still being taught. But what about all the children who by September would have missed out on six months of school? Well, in Kent, the search is on to find teachers to help them catch up over the summer holidays. A pop-up academy is going to be running from later this month until the end of August, teaching English and maths plus classes from inspirational people. It's because of concerns some youngsters may fall behind, particularly those who are more disadvantaged. We've been speaking to Stephen James, who's one of the founders of Invicta Academy, alongside councillor Anna Firth. Both Anna and I um, were really, really concerned that the attainment gap um, of the children in Kent was going to widen even further um, due to the COVID crisis. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to offer something to the children of Kent that would keep them going over the summer holidays. Um, Teachers have been working so hard and flat out over these last few months, making home learning for children, preparing lessons. You know, they need a break. Um, So hopefully, um, Invictor Academy will step in and offer um, teaching support over the summer holidays. Okay, we're aiming at at the whole of Kent, really, Kent and Medway, and, you know, we're reaching out to all the parents in Kent and Medway If they want to sign their children up, if they want to log into the lessons, take part in the lessons, they are more than welcome. We're not going to turn anyone away. We could even have people signing in from across the world and we're not going to turn them away because education is such a a, a leveller. So the plan is to deliver approximately 200 sessions and that's English sessions and math sessions, um, focusing on the core skills in those subjects um, to keep children ticking over and getting them ready for school in September. Yeah, and then the showcase lesson is something really dear to my heart because aspiration, I think, is one of the really key aspects of of education. And um, what it allows children to do is kind of, you know, see above where they currently are in life and and they can look beyond. And we want to put on showcase lessons where we've got high-profile people from Kent who have achieved lots in their life, who have potentially double, uh, double gold medal award winners and... We want children to be able to quiz them, to ask them, what's their journey? How did they get there? How committed have they got to be to, to, to reach the top of their field? And, and that's one of the real key areas that we want to, 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 to use in, in the pop-up school. I mean, firstly, reaching out to teachers. So we're looking for retired teachers, teachers who might be able to just teach a few sessions over the summer, want to give something back to the children of Kent. Um, we're looking for uh, student teachers who might be at one of the universities in Kent, who might be able to um, offer again a few sessions. Um, where we're raising money, we're looking into businesses in Kent. Um, we're also going to be looking at um, county councillors and seeing if we can get some grant funding. Um, and where we can, we're going to be um, trying to reimburse uh, the, the people who teach our lessons uh, for, for their time as well. Kent Online News. 
Some more top stories now, and a teenager's been charged with murder after two sisters were stabbed to death in a London park. Viva Henry and Nicole Smallman, whose parents live in Ramsgate, were attacked in Wembley last month. Nearly £650,000 in cash has been seized from a property in Kent as part of the UK's biggest ever law enforcement operation. Hundreds of kilograms of Class A drugs were found, along with bags of cash and guns, in police raids across eastern England since April. 46 people have been arrested. A Chatham shop has been closed following the discovery of more than 8,000 packets of illegal cigarettes over the past two years. Police took the case to court and it means nobody can go into Chatham Express in the High Street until September. It's the first store in the county to be forced to shut under the legislation following illegal tobacco sales and repeated antisocial behaviour. Now, health bosses have been telling Kent Online how they plan on dealing with any further outbreaks of coronavirus. They've put together a plan which they say should manage new cases without having to lock down any part of Kent or Medway. However, individual buildings could be closed to control the spread and we're all being encouraged to stick to social distancing. First, you're going to hear from Andrew Scott Clark, who's the Director of Public Health in Kent. After that, it's James Williams, who has the same role in Medway. What we're in is the tail of a pandemic and we're going to see these little spikes and troughs as we go through time now, uh, very clustered, very localised. Uh, what, we, what we're doing is looking at the data, making sure that when we have little peaks, that through our work with our partners, particularly Public Health England, that we can explain those peaks. We know what's going on. Uh, and therefore, uh, at the moment, we're not concerned about those slight little rises because we know exactly what's happening. I can categorically guarantee we've got no thoughts in any form shape to restrict the movements of any residents of Medway nor is there any thoughts like that around Kent. What we do have clearly is our local outbreak control plan. That gives us the ability to take the appropriate action and what we're trying to make sure is that where we do and bearing in mind that we already are able to and have been doing throughout this pandemic take targeted uh, interventions whether it's in a, a school setting, a care home, a healthcare facility, whatever that would be. We can do that now, we have been doing it, but in terms of the broader piece, when we're looking at restricting people's ability to move around the space over and above what we uh, have currently got now, uh, we've got no plans at all. An ice lolly manufacturer has promised to change its recipe after a little boy from Thanet was left blue after eating one. At Kent Online, you can see how four-year-old Archie's mouth and hands were covered in the dye after he tucked into an easy freezy ice pop. The people who make them have admitted the levels of colouring were too high. Plans to build 900 homes on farmland in Herne Bay have taken a step forward. The people behind the development in Hilborough have agreed to pay more than £2.5 million towards a relief road to address traffic concerns. Elsewhere, it's feared converting an empty car showroom in Maidstone into flats could lead to restrictions on bars in the town centre. Developers want to turn Len House on Mill Lane into more than 150 apartments, but the Brenchley and Beer Keller are worried new residents will complain about noise. A kink couple are trying to get the law changed so humanist weddings are recognised as legal. Victoria Hosegood and Charlie Janeway from Tombridge are among six who are going to the High Court next week. 
At the moment, anyone wanting a humanist ceremony also has to have a second civil ceremony to make the union legal. Ollie has been chatting to Victoria and Charlie. We wanted a, a humanist ceremony and did research into it and realised that actually we can't have that without going through the process of a civil ceremony at the same time, um, which is unfair and we want that changed. And do you guys identify yourselves as humanists outside of, outside of the marriage side of things? Um, yeah, certainly. We, um, well, humanism is a non-religious worldview and we are non-religious. Um, and it, it is all based on um, reason and logic and evidence and values of human people. So, yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think actually a lot of people will identify as being a humanist without realising it. Mm. You know, there's a, a more increasing number of non-religious people and maybe they want to fit into some sort of camp and they don't really know where to go. But actually, when you start reading the breakdown of what humanists believe in, just it's just about being a decent human being that's it surely that is the grained into every single religion that's out there but ultimately this is for those who just want to live a good life to yourself and, and your fellow person whilst not believing in a god so what would the alternative be if um so you obviously wouldn't want to get married in the church you but what would the alternative be if you didn't do the humanist wedding um, well, if, if humanism, um, if we don't win this case and we don't get um, legal recognition, um, the alternative would be for us to have the humanist ceremony um, and then do a separate civil ceremony, which incurs additional costs um, and quite a lot of faff. A, a couple of our friends time did Time as well. Yeah, time. A couple of our friends did that a couple of years ago um, where they had the humanist celebrant there on the day but had to actually go to um, a registrar's office um, at, on a different day entirely just to get the legal recognition. Um, another alternative would be to have um, a registrar there alongside a uh, humanist. So we'd have to pay for the, the two officials to be there. Um, Which is, of course, and not an ideal situation no. because now we have to have two essential ceremonies or, or, you know, for our main ceremony not to be considered legal, which yeah. is upsetting yeah very and upsetting I, and i suppose it takes away it takes away somewhat from the from the humanist ceremony because because yeah. it's not being legally recognized yeah. time. and it feels like play acting almost so exactly that with with our friends you know they said we had to do the ceremony yesterday or something the, the legal bit and when they come to the main ceremony it's uh you know as you said the magic's gone it's taken away we've already did we, we did it yesterday it's not quite the same and how would it feel um, if you do win the case and then you're able to reorganise and, and make that humanist wedding when it can happen be the, the, the legal recognition of you guys being uh, married? How, how would that feel? Sorry. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I mean, A relief. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think this has been overhanging for, for ages. Ever since we decided that we wanted to have the humanist wedding and found out that it's, it's not legal, you know, that's just been over our heads. Okay, this is one more thing to have to deal with. And our wedding has been very DIY. And we've done, well, I've already said DIY, we've done everything ourselves. So this is just one more thing to, to go on. So to not have to do that is fantastic. So it would be a big relief, but also really exciting as well that we can have the, the ceremony that we really want to. Since 2013, more than 6,000 couples have had humanist ceremonies which have not been recognised by law. 
A violent offender who punched a man and left him unconscious in Folkestone while on licence from prison has been sent back to jail. 31-year-old Neil de Klerk from Repton Park in Ashford has been sentenced to more than three years behind bars. A woman's reported being attacked during a row with a group who were taking crabs, cockles and other shellfish from a beach in Medway. Villagers in Grain say they've had enough of visitors loading up boxes of creatures into their cars. And a couple from Canterbury have produced a coronavirus short film during lockdown with the help of children from across the world. They've been working with young people from countries including Brazil, America and India. What Matters is set in the future, where lockdown has lasted two years. You can find out more about it at kentonline.co.uk. Well, that's it for today, but you can now also subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.